0: Anger. Hmm. You know, we're in a series games people play. And today, we're talking about Outburst. On the box it says, uh, Game of Verbal Explosions. And I, th- I think that describes the game pretty well. How, m- how many of you have ever played the game? Let's see hands. All right. I mean, the rules are quite simple. You divide into two different teams. Uh, one team takes a topic card and they read the topic, and then the other team goes wild at that point. Uh, everyone on the team's yelling answers at the same time until the timer runs out and I thought it would be fun today if we just played a, played one. You game for this? Sure. all right, all right. Here we go. Now, uh, if you've played before, what I want you to do, you just yell the answers out, okay? Just start yelling them out. Don't be bashful. Some of you, tone it down a little bit because I know you'll go crazy. But uh, let's uh, do this. It's fictional characters with a color in their name. You ready? All right, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Come on. Children's stuff. (laughs) All right. Come on. I'm listening. We got a little time. Come on. Come on, think Christmas. Think Christmas. <laughs> all right, think pirates, pirates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I th- I think we got them all. Yeah, I think we got them all. I, I, you had to have a, several clues, but uh, yeah, let's see here. We got uh, the Green Hornet. Somebody said that, I heard. Uh, Blackbeard, Snow White, Little Red Riding Hood, Jolly Green Giant, Little Boy Blue, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, Charlie Brown. That'd be a good idea for a Christmas kind of theme, wouldn't it? So, Mr. Green Jeans and Goldilocks. So, uh, there we go. There we go. Outburst, the board game, it's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's just a, a blast. Uh, you, you've all had fun with that board game? Yes? Well, some of us have taken that game to another level in our lives. And we play the game Outburst in our lives. And it is a game of explosions, all right. But there isn't anything fun about it. I mean, we have all watched the guy driving in traffic, swerving around, angrily changing lanes and gesturing in ways that we can't talk about here. But, you know, just challenging anybody, anybody to cut him off, you know, in the midst of traffic. We've all stood in line behind people at the checkout, and we've listened to him curse and gripe about how slow the service is or how annoying the people are. And I'm thinking, you're the one that's annoying at this point, but... We've all been there, right? We've all been at the T ball game and listened to him yell at the six year old kid or scream at the teenage ump. And we've all worked with her or him. I mean it's very evident, something's bothering them. They're fuming. And you walk by and you go, What's wrong? Nothing. That's convincing. You know, we've all been waiting at the elevator and probably done this a few times ourselves and you punch the elevator like six or seven times because everybody knows that it increases the speed of the elevator. <laughs> and we've all been on the receiving end of a ta- tongue-lashing tirade by someone. That verbal explosion that you kind of crawl away, wounded, And broke it. We all know people like that, right? You know why? Because we've all been people like that. We've all been people like that. The, The truth is, if we're honest, there are times we all play that game of outburst in our life. When things don't work out well, when the stress is kind of increased and the patience runs very thin. It's when the temperature rises in your life and you feel like you're going to bust at some point. I mean, what, what can your families expect from you in those times? What can your friends or the people that you work with, what, what can they expect when things go awry? Because I, I want to argue that anger is a real issue that we battle with. You know, and God's Word has a lot to say on this topic, on this game that we're really good at and that we like to play. And I believe God's Word is going to challenge us to kind of face off against our opponent. And I think God's going to encourage us to take our game to another level. You know, God's Word has such high expectations for us. You know, the Apostle Paul, he writes in Ephesians, he says... Stop being mean, bad tempered, and angry. Quarreling, harsh words, and dislike of others should have no place in your life. Instead, be kind to each other, tender hearted, forgiving each other just as God has forgiven you, because you belong to Christ. See, what I want to learn today is how to stop playing the game outburst, to stop being mean, stop being bad-tempered, uh, angry, You know, quit the quarreling, and allow God's word to kind of infiltrate our, our lives. And what I want to look at today are just some basic strategies. You might say some rules for managing anger. And, um, you know, when you play the, the board game, one of the great challenges, it was pretty challenging up here, is I'm trying to hear all, all the different answers because everyone's yelling and everyone, you're hearing all this stuff at the same time and it's kind of hard to sit and mark off the answers. And so you kind of check the results after, after the play stops. You, you go through the results and that can be challenging sometimes and you end up missing stuff and they go, no, I said that. And you're like, oh yeah, I remember that. Well, I want to suggest the same's true in our lives. When the temperature is rising, when we're about to open up that box of outburst in our life, that you ought to remember to check the results. In other words, before you burst, before you lose control, before you start playing that game of outburst in your life, to put yourself in check for a moment and just say, what's going to be the result of what I'm about to do? You know, if I let go, if I do what it is that I feel like I need to do, if I react to the situation, friends, every time when you run that forward, you'll find that there are negative consequences to that thing that you want to do out of anger. Proverbs twenty nine twenty two it says, One given to anger stirs up strife, and the hothead causes much transgression. The Good News Bible says a hot-tempered person gets in all kinds of trouble. And that's true. That's true. I like what Will Rogers said. He said, people who fly off in rage seldom make a good landing. That's true, isn't it? I mean, anger will cause you to make mistakes, will cause you to do things you you feel bad about afterwards. It makes your life miserable in a lot of ways. And what I want to say is you lose, you always lose when you lose your temper. You know, it'll mess you up. I mean, I was thinking about just in recent, recent days, you know, backtrack in a couple months, we have watched people just mess themselves up because they lost their temper. I mean, it cost them big time. I mean, just ask someone like uh, Michael Richards, you know, the comedian off of Seinfeld. You know he he burst in an interview after his kind of tirade that, that he had it was it just messed him up, and they were talking to him, and they, they asked him about it, and he said, "You know what? I lost my temper on stage. He says I was at the comedy club trying, trying to do my act, and I got heckled, and I took it really badly, and I went into rage. It's interesting, he said, rage." And he says, for me at a comedy club, to flip out and say that kind of stuff, he didn't say the word stuff, by the way. But he says, you know, I'm deeply, deeply sorry. Just recently, uh, the, the model Naomi Campbell made the news again. Lost her, lost her cool once again. Uh, and it was pretty publicized. Uh, she, she had a temper tantrum, it's probably a good way to put it, over lost luggage. And it got so escalated at Heathrow Airport that she delayed the plane for two hours and finally they had to bring the police in and arrest her. We watched local personality, uh, radio personality, uh, J.C. Corcoran. He lost it on the air. An issue with, with Ameren. He lost power during the Super Bowl. And he just he flipped out. Huge, huge price tag. Anger. Make you say things, do things that you're just embarrassed about. You know, the fact is, remember to check the results. Because you're the one that loses when you lose your temper. You know, it will mess you up. You know, it's well documented that if you don't get a handle on anger, that if you live with high levels of hostility in your life, especially men, 25 and older, seven times more likely to die of heart disease. Seven times. And you'll die before 50. That's a high price tag. High price tag. Proverbs 11:29 says, The fool who provokes his family to anger and resentment we'll finally have nothing worthwhile left. Let that one sink in a little bit. Nothing. I mean, the fact is, anger can make you lose respect of people, your health, your job, your friends, your mate, your kids. I mean, ultimately, you can lose everything over a thing called anger. And I can't begin to count through the years families that I have spent time with and talked to that disintegrated. Because of tempers, because of anger, because of outbursts. You know, I'd ask, how how is your uh, temper these days? I mean, let's be honest. How are you doing here? What's it like when you get mad at home with your spouse, with your kids at work, with friends? You know, sometimes people say, well... I do really well at home, but not so good at work. No, all of that. I mean, what kind of tone do you set? What kind of tension do you create in the environment you're in? You know, what kind of wedge do you drive in relationships? You know, what kind of example are you setting? You know, what kind of damage does it do when you unleash? Remember to check the results. Think about it. Before you play, outburst. When you start playing the game uh, Outburst, before you start yelling answers, what do you do? You think about the topic, right? I mean, as soon as I read the topic, my guess is you engaged. And you kind of filter your answers around that, that topic. Now, I have played the game, and you probably have too, with people that forgot the topic... Or thought they understood the topic, and so they just start randomly throwing words out, you know, that make no sense. You know, and you're, it's kind of funny in the game because you're like, what planet are you on? What, what, turnips, you know, that we're talking about superheroes, you know. But the fact is, it's, it's funny in the game, a little distracting, but it's funny. But I think another rule when it comes to anger is think before you play. Think before you play. Proverbs 29 says, A fool gives full vent to anger, but the wise quietly hold it back. Literally, the Bible's saying, let's cool down. Let's chill out. You know, Paul, uh, he talks to Timothy a lot through Scripture, and he'll say things to him like, uh, Timothy, watch, watch yourself closely. Examine yourself. Pay attention to yourself. And I think that's great advice when it comes to this thing called anger in our, in our lives. The, the fact is that when you're dealing with anger, I think you have to stop and think. And you have to kind of think because anger is very complex. And you have to kind of undo it. You, instead of reacting, you, you've got to kind of work your way through what's going on. And usually, usually anger is a warning sign of something else that's going on inside you deep inside of you that you're struggling with think before you play think before you react you know pause bite your tongue i'm talking about committing ourselves to improving both our anger assessment skills and also our anger expression skills in life that In other words, I believe when we do that, we're able to kind of comply with God's word. You know, Ephesians, Paul says, be angry, but in your anger, do not sin. That's pretty tall order. Yes? That's tough. You know, be angry, but don't sin. Don't sin. And I believe you have to kind of plug in with what... I learned this a long time ago, the ABCs of anger management. And this is the thinking part. This is where you have to begin to, to get your mind around it. But acknowledge your anger. You know, the minute you feel your temperature rising, call it what it is. Don't deny it. Don't, don't pretend it doesn't exist. Just acknowledge it. Go, you know what? I believe I'm getting angry right now. You don't have to say it out loud, by the way. You know, I'm ticked off right now. And there's, there's some power in that moment. Because once you acknowledge, then you can kind of backtrack, try and figure out what was the first emotion that you felt. Because anger is rarely the first emotion. Usually we jump to anger because we don't like the first emotion. We can't deal with that first emotion. You know, sometimes you feel betrayed or neglected or used or disappointed or or whatever. And so you can't handle that. So you just get angry. You jump to anger because it's easier. It gives you a sense of power over, over the other emotion. So if you backtrack and try and figure out what's going on, try and figure out what that first emotion is, then you can begin to deal with the real issue. Consider the cause. What caused this? Who caused this? What started the emotional domino effect in my life? You know, who didn't come through? You know, what convictions of mine got violated? You know, what needs didn't get met? You know, was I left feeling vulnerable or insecure or hurt or or whatever? You know, what caused the spark that ignited the flame? What happened, see, prior, prior to me getting angry. And I believe you've got to stop and think if you're going to figure that one out. When it comes to anger, I mean, it is so complicated. It's evasive. It's deceitful. And I'll be honest, I think the evil one wants you to jump off that bridge and just let it fly. And the tendency, our tendency, left to our own devices, is to kind of roll with it. you know. And people do one of two things. You know, I'll argue that everyone here does one of two things. One, we either get steaming mad and let it go and just say what we want to say, do what we're going to do. Or some people simmer inside. And we tell ourselves lies. I mean, I think that's why we desperately need the ministry of the Holy Spirit in our life, to challenge us to look at ourselves to truthfully look at ourselves to pry that lid off that inner being inside and to do the hard work of the abc's you know to acknowledge yeah i'm getting angry to backtrack figure out what that first emotion was and ultimately you can consider what the real cause is and i believe the holy spirit can give you the courage to do that but you got to be one got to be open to say okay god help me with this one you know, in the board game, uh, Outburst, each team gets three passes. They're pass chips. And in other words, if you get a topic you don't like or you don't understand, what you can do is play a chip, right? And you say, pass. And then you get to switch topics. And it makes, makes for an interesting game. Well, I want to suggest in life, as you're playing Outburst, you know, inside you're bubbling you're biting your tongue that sometimes you have to pass before you play. You have to pass before you play. In that moment, when you're feeling like things are going to get out of hand, and I believe this is where most of us get in trouble, because the tendency is to play, right? Just jump. Just jump. Do whatever it is you're going to do. Say whatever you're going to say. I saw an epitaph on... a a uh, tombstone in England. I didn't personally see it. It was on the Internet. But uh, it says on, on that gravestone, it says, Here lies the body of Arabella Young, who on May 24th finally held her tongue. <laughs> I wonder if her husband put that on there. <laughs> the tongue's amazing, isn't it? I mean the same tongue that we communicate with, that we praise God with, that we can encourage someone with, in a matter of moments, we can slice and dice someone and tear them apart. The tongue is powerful. Now I've said before, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never harm me. That's not true. Sticks and stones will break my bones, but they will soon be mended. Angry words, they cut my heart, and its pain is never ended. Man, the tongue's something. You know, James says that the tongue has the ability to praise God, and it's also full of deadly poison. The two extremes. Paul says in Ephesians, he says, Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Only what's helpful for building up those who are around you. When you're about to play Outburst, if you go ahead and play that destructive game and you let anger take control, it's amazing. I mean, we're able to launch into these amazing strings of of verbal expressions. And it's amazing what we say when we're angry. I mean, it comes out so easy. So easy. It's amazing how brilliant we are, articulate, clever, sarcastic, when you're really ticked off. True? And some people are really good at this game. You know, a sharp tongue, it's the quickest way to cut your own throat in life. Proverbs 21 says, if you... Want to stay out of trouble, be careful what you say. Be careful what you say. Man, 15, it says a gentle answer quiets anger, but a harsh one stirs it up. When you feel the temperature rising, just pass. Just pass. See, it's not a sin. I want you to catch this. It's not a sin to be angry. You know, I get angry. That's not the sinful part. And I wish I could tell you, oh, I stop there. But I don't. But it's what we do with the anger many times that causes us to sin. I mean, so what do you do? What do you do? How do you pass? You know, some people think that what you do is you've got to repress it. You know, bottle it up. And I'll tell you, that's counterproductive you know swallow your anger enough times and the stomach keeps score for you it'll mess you up and i know that some people play this game you know and it's dig a hole bury the anger i mean people do it different ways some people do it with alcohol drugs going to bury it going to bury it you know other people it's affairs or spending a lot of money on just stuff because they're going to bury it. Depression. And and somehow we think that we're going to bury this thing. Other people, they get real creative and they go, you know what, I'm going full throttle in my life. And what they do is they bury themselves in work. And the idea is that if I bury myself in enough stuff and I run hard enough, I won't ever have to stop and realize I've got all this stuff to deal with. The idea is out of sight, out of mind. It's going to go away. I watched a documentary a while back, and it was about a little town that for 30 years they had a toxic waste dump outside the town. And it was tragic because what happened was that slowly leaked over time, and thousands of people were getting, I mean, seriously sick. And this is what I want you to catch, that you can't bottle it up. Because if you bottle it up, ultimately, that repressed anger, it will leak and it will poison your body. It will destroy you. It will destroy your attitude. It will poison your relationships. It will ultimately poison your faith. You are not an exception. None of us are exempt. It doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Now, I know as I'm saying that, some of you are going, well, of course, you can't bottle it up. But I don't know. I don't know about this past thing. I'm thinking what you do is you just express what you're feeling. You know, just do it. Just say it. Get it off your chest. Spew it all over. Slam doors, honk horns, yell, scream, rant, rave, throw a fit. An explosion of emotions. It's okay. And I'll tell you, friends... In the moment, in the moment, it's pretty cleansing. In the moment, you kind of purge yourself and the anger gets out of you for a moment. But let me tell you, it wounds the people around you. It scars the people around you. It breaks people around you. And I know some therapists today, it's real popular with them. They say, oh, just let it fly. Let it fly. It's good for you. It's healthy. You know, go punch something, you know, a punching bag or something like that. You know, squeeze, squeeze those things and, you know, like you're going to squeeze the life out of them. You know, go yell at somebody. Just yell, scream all, all your worth because it will make you feel better. And friends, I want to tell you, studies have shown over and over again bad advice. That is awful advice. It's through the chart bad Because what they have shown, that kind of unbridled anger, that expression, it just breeds more rage in a person's life. In other words, it doesn't work. It just escalates things over time. And it's a pretty scary future, seriously. Not only for the person that does it, but for all the people that have to live with them, spend time with them, work with them. The board game, uh, when you're playing it, one of the things it says right up front is you need an MC for the game. And, they, and the MC, it, it says it's not an option, it's, it's vital to the game because this person kind of keeps things running, keeps things under control. They, they manage the topics, they keep the score, and mostly they help the game run smoothly. And they've got a whole list of rules that that person's supposed to read to to the group before they take over that position. Here's what I want to suggest, that in life, you let God emcee. You you give the master creator your life and let him take your game to another level. You know, if you you are repressing and bottling it up, or if you're you know, spewing that stuff out, it doesn't work, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Well, I want to suggest that when you let God emcee, that you can go to him and confess. You can let, let God help you with the anger. You can let God help you handle those feelings that are difficult, really difficult to handle. James 1.5 says, If you lack wisdom, ask God, who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly, and it will be given to you. Friends, I, I have found that scripture... Right there. Works all the time. On whatever the topic is. You know, today we're talking about anger. But anything. To just ask God. God's word is so practical. He says, just ask me. I'll help you. I'll help you with that decision. I'll help you deal with that anger. You know, if you read through the Psalms, David, David wrote most of the Psalms. And David, David was a guy that he did that all the time. He talked to God. He was honest with God most of the time. And he would say things like, you know, God, this is how I'm feeling. And he'd just unload. He'd go, you know, I'm I'm feeling like I've been really mistreated. You know, that justice has just fallen by the wayside. He goes, you know, I'm frustrated. I'm hurt. I'm just mad about this. And he would lay it out. And then later you would find David in that same chapter and he would write things like, but the Lord's my fortress, my rock, my shelter. He leads me by his still waters. He restores my soul. You know, he has a calming effect in my life. And friends, that's the way it works. When, when you let God emcee, when you let God deal with all your anger, when you learn to confess to him, It makes all the difference in the world. I know from experience. I mean, I'm a high-throttle guy. And sometimes, mm -hmm, it's hard to believe, but... I know, it just disappointed you, but that's true. How many many of you remember uh, squeeze-its? You know, some uh, some parents... uh, you probably remember I don't think they're on the market anymore, but the squeezes were the plastic bottles and you cut the top off and then you squeeze it to get what's out of it. You know, and the kids would drink it up or grandpas would drink it up or whatever. Well friends, people are like squeezes, I believe. Because what happens is when there's pressure inside. When it begins to apply, that unresolved junk that's inside of you is going to come out. It's going to come out. Some some of you are filled to the brim with stress, with hurt, with disappointment, with overloaded schedules, with frustration. And, And we are so full of this stuff that if anybody just slightly jostles us, it just spills out. And everybody around us gets hurt. You know, Galatians 5.22, it talks about God wanting to give you joy in life, to give you peace and, and patience. And something I figured out, the more you have God in your life, the more patient you are in life. So God, what God wants to do is he wants to take and, and pour into you that stuff and, and he wants to get out of you the, the stress and the hurt and the anxiety and the insecurities and the frustration and all that stuff that just messes us up. You know, it's the fruits of the Spirit that he wants to apply in our life. We talked about that in our Gap series. You know, love and joy and peace and patience, self-control. And friends, when God's in control and you get squeezed then good things come out. Because God's taken up residency, because you've given God permission to step into your life, to help you with whatever it is that you're dealing with. You know, the bottom line, if you want to quit playing that destructive, very destructive game of outburst, if you want to get a handle on your anger, you absolutely need God in your life. And I'm going to be blunt about it. I don't give you much of a chance of getting a handle on anger if you don't have God in your life. Now, I want us to get honest here. And I don't want you answering for someone else. All right? Because I, I know that's another game we play. You know, you hear a message like this, and you automatically, and true, some of you already did it this morning, you go, oh, my boss needs to hear this. Woo! Yeah! Man, my husband needs to hear this. My wife, you know, so-and-so needs to hear this. Can I download it and just leave it on their desk? Right? Some of you already thought about that. Don't go there. Answer for yourself. Answer for yourself. How many of you would say, and I'm not doing this to embarrass us, I, I want us to realize we're all... One way or another, usually. How many of you would say, you know what? I tend to kind of repress my anger. I bite my tongue and just stuff it down. You know, how many of you would just say, I'm a bottler? Let me, let me see. Come on. Let's be honest. All right. Watching for spouses pushing up the hand of their spouse. All right. How many of you would say, no, man, I just express myself? Huh? All right. All right, let's be honest. Any switch hitters, (laughs) you do both, you know, bounce back and forth. Here's what I want to say to you, as kindly as I can. Bottlers, I know what's going through your head. You go, Well, I'm doing the noble thing, I'm burying it. Your anger leaks, it comes out in other places. It's not toxic free. And spewers, you need to know you frighten people sometimes. <laughs> it's true. you got to let God emcee. you got to confess to God the anger so that you can start getting a handle on anger, so you can start dealing with anger appropriately in, in your life. In other words, no more stewing, no more brewing, no more spewing. Just spend time with God. Spend time in God's Word. Talk to God about it. You know, remember to to check the results. Think think about it ahead of time. Think before you play. Pass before you play. See a couple steps there. And then let God MC and help you with it. If you've never asked Christ into your life, that's the first step you need to do. If you haven't done that, you know, just say, you know what? I want you as my Savior. And God will get involved at that point. But you will never, you will never control your anger, those outbursts on your own. You need God. You need God by you. Now, I have a hunch, anytime I've ever talked on this topic, that. There are people that need to go home and do some apologizing. You know, maybe need to go to work Monday and apologize. And just say something like, you know what, I am sorry for the tone I've set in our home. I'm sorry for the way that my anger has been destroying this family. I'm sorry, I've used some very, very unfair and harsh words. I've been guilty of verbal abuse or emotional abuse. You know, I was wrong. And I want a happy home, not a war zone. You know, go to work and say, I'm sorry. You know, I just lost it around here. Whatever. Say what needs to be said. Go to the store, buy the game Outburst. It's a fun game, it's a blast. It's sure to create all kinds of arguments in the house, you know. But in real life, Outburst, anger, destructive. And friends, God wants to replace that with peace. And so I hope you'll let God help you when it comes to outburst. Let God minister to you right now.